This is an ABC podcast. Hello, friends. Ruby here, and this is news time. Hi, Ruby. Nice to meet you again. Hi, Ruby. I've missed you. Oh, I've missed you too. Today, we're going to get up close with some creepy, crawly cockroaches. Then we'll peruse some powerful portraits and then blast off to the moon. We'll put on some fancy clothes for a fun festival and you know what comes next. Wow of the week. Dun, 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 dun. You got it. That's the story that made us all go wowee. What do you think? Shall we begin? Get ready, because story number five is coming at you live. Quiz time. What's a creepy crawly that likes hanging out in the kitchen? Ugh, cockroaches. Ugh. Yucky, yucky, yucky things. I don't mind them. I just would rather not have one in my house. Well, not all cockroaches are pesky house pests. There's a wingless wood-eating cockroach called Panistheolata that's just been rediscovered after not being seen by humans for 80 whole years. Oh wow, that's just amazing. There used to be heaps of these native cockroaches on Lord Howe Island, off the mid-north coast of New South Wales. That was until rats were introduced in the year 1918. The rats wiped out the roaches and they were nearly extinct. If something goes extinct, then it's often never found again. That is usually the case. But a couple of years ago, the community and the government worked hard to get rid of hundreds of thousands of rats on Lord Howe Island. Recently, scientists visited the island to see whether they might be able to find some of the cockroaches. They went for a walk around a banyan fig tree, and then one of the scientists flipped over a rock and saw a big Panistheolata cockroach. And it wasn't alone. The scientist found entire cockroach families. Cockies! They were very happy with their discovery because cockroaches play an important role in that environment. They eat wood and leaf litter, like natural recyclers. They help keep the forest healthy. They sort of remind me of Tasmanian devils because they're like garbage cleaners that eat all the dead meat and bones in the ground. Yeah, exactly. Now the scientists will keep studying the cockroaches to learn more about how they've managed to survive after hiding for such a long time. It's the story number four. And now it's time to take a look at a very important painting. The Mona Lisa, the most famous painting in the world. But in French it's called La Joconde. Yes, this is the Mona Lisa by Leonardo da Vinci. But let me also show you this one. It's by Wiradjuri artist Brandy Salmon. I think it's just as good as the Mona Lisa. It's actually called Auntie Mona Lisa. It depicts an Aboriginal woman in place of the original white Mona Lisa. 
You see, that is what Brandy does. She takes old famous paintings and replaces the subjects with Indigenous people. I think that she's doing that because it's not fair that all famous paintings have white people in. Yes, when Brandy studied art at university, her teachers made her look at lots of old famous paintings. Some of the paintings made Brandy sad or mad because of the way they showed Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. So Brandy decided she'd make her own art that showed Indigenous people as strong and beautiful. I think she's doing that because it makes her feel more welcome. Brandy did a series of paintings called the Auntie Collection. She called it that because whenever an Aboriginal woman lets Brandy call her auntie, it makes her feel safe and happy. Brandy changed one very famous painting called Girl with a Pearl Earring to... Auntie with a Black Earring. You've got the idea. Brandy hopes that her work puts a powerful focus on Indigenous people and how they're shown in art. Story number three. Did you know scientists are preparing for the possibility of humans one day living on the moon? I think that maybe scientists would try to grow food plants on the moon because one day we might be able to live on the moon. I'd rather live here on Earth because why do you want to send someone to the moon if it's most likely you haven't seen everything on Earth yet? Ah, fair enough. Australian scientists are preparing to send plants to the moon. They'll travel on a rocket inside a container the size of a shoebox. It's called a lunarium, and inside there'll be seeds and plants, sensors, a camera, and, of course, water. After the lunarium lands on the moon, scientists will use information from the sensors and the camera to watch over the plants. But first, the scientists need to agree on what type of plants to send. Flowers? To make the moon pretty? It's a tough choice. They need to pick something that will survive the rocket launch and the three-day space journey. Plus, the plants need to cope with different temperatures, from freezing cold to searing hot. I think that they're doing that to test if the plants are strong enough to grow in space with different levels of gravity and stuff like that. That's right. Scientists have no idea how the plants will tolerate no atmosphere and no gravity, but they hope to send the lunarium to the moon in the next four years. They say it could be the first step to growing plants for food, medicine and oxygen that could lead to helping humans one day live on the moon. Story number two. It's time to celebrate Diwali. People are celebrating and having fun and eating yummy foods and lighting candles. Lots of fun things are happening like family time. Yeah, Diwali started on the 24th of October and it goes for five days. It's also called the Festival of Lights. That's why you can see so many candles. During Diwali, people decorate their homes with lights and oil lamps called diyas. 
Lots of people believe that decorations, lights and lamps will bring them good luck for the year ahead. And fireworks are also a big part of Diwali, sparkling in the sky at the end of a day of partying. That would be like Christmas. Diwali started in the country India, but it's celebrated by people across the world, especially families from Hindu, Sikh, Jains and some Buddhist communities. It's a time to dress up, give presents and have fun with family and friends. People also get together to have enormous Diwali feasts with delicious Indian food, especially sweets like sticky puddings, pastries, lollies and biscuits made with lots of fruit and sugar and syrup. So much fun! It is fun. Diwali is held to celebrate new beginnings, good over evil and light over darkness. Happy Happy Diwali. Diwali! And guess what? We've made it to the... Wow of the week. This story made me go wow because I was really not expecting someone with such an interesting body part. Harriet Sanders is six years old and she was born with no ears. Doctors don't know why. They say it's just something that happens sometimes without any explanation. And I think she'd be able to hear that well. Having no ears meant Harriet did also have hearing loss. Hearing aids are small devices that people can use to help them hear sound. Harriet wears her hearing aids on a band around her head. I think that that would be awesome for Harriet because when they put in the hearing aids, then she could finally hear. Harriet did like being able to hear, but she still wanted ears. So Harriet's mum, Anna, did some research and found out that doctors in other countries had been making new ears with the help of 3D printers. She found an Australian doctor who could do the same thing for Harriet. It's amazing. First, they made a mould of Harriet's mum's ears to copy the shape of them. Then, the ears were printed with a 3D printer using hard plastic. Then, doctors attached the ears to Harriet in an operation that took 10 whole hours. She was the first person that could get printed ears. She was the first Australian kid to get 3D printed ears. They didn't help her hear, though, so Harriet also had a second operation to put her hearing aids inside them. And now she can hear her teacher. She can hear anyone. And one cool thing about the hearing aids is that Harriet can control them herself, which makes her feel more independent. She would have been amazed. Finally... Harriet got her ears pierced. She's been wearing gold sleepers and showing off her new earrings and her new ears to all of her classmates. And that's it for today's show, my friends. Make sure you check out our Media Literacy Week special episode. It's out now. In it, I swap places with eight-year-old Rosie, who grills me about how the media works. It's in the Newstime feed right below this one. Bye, Ruby. See you next time. Bye. Or, as they say in Hungarian, Vizondlátásro. 
News Time is an ABC Kids Listen podcast. For other awesome podcasts to play, music to move to, and stories and soundtracks for sleep, download the ABC Kids Listen app. It's free from your app store.